Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Empire of the Cop podcast. Uh, with me here today, we have Rick Elliott, Peter Kenny Jones, Steve Carson, and special guest uh, Bojack Bentz from Liverpool.com. Bojack, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's just Ben. Just call me Ben. Ben, just Ben. Yeah, a lot, Ben. We'll go with that. This is this, honestly, you've just made our lives infinitely easier. We appreciate that greatly, uh, Ben. I mean, I'm going to kick us off with the Villarreal game. We're going to have a little brief uh, review of it. But I mean, terrific comeback. And you know, I, I said this before to the lads, but it seems like every single Liverpool game that we end up talking about, it's very much a game of two halves. There, I've said it. It's done. It's out there. What you know? What were your thoughts from this? Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, it just kind of looked like the elements were against Liverpool with that waterlogged pitch. And, like, you know, normally you'd expect Villarreal, it's kind of like a spring day. Uh, even though it was the evening, you'd expect it to be warm and just kind of pleasant conditions. But uh, from by all accounts, it was raining all day and you saw that very waterlogged pitch at the start. And I think that had an impact on the even Thiago mis- misplacing passes at times. I think that had an impact of the atmosphere and everything else. But, you know, after that, in the second half, like you said, it was a completely different game. Liverpool rose to the challenge. Uh, Luis Diaz came on, which helps a lot. And uh, obviously the Real goalkeeper as well <laughs> was kind of played his role in Liverpool getting back into the game. But, yeah, I mean... It, it doesn't doesn't really matter in the end as, as long as Liverpool get the job done. Absolutely, absolutely well said. And, and Steve, I mean, Liverpool absolutely got the job done in the second half. That half-time team talk from Jurgen Klopp must have been absolutely phenomenal. We know Virgin van Dijk sort of came out after and said, we just said, you know, play the football, play the Liverpool way that we've seen, you know, all season. I mean, that, that first half performance was probably the worst I've seen Liverpool play this season. Yeah, I'd say so. Like you say, it's a game of two halves and the two halves couldn't have been more polar opposites. Uh, that first half was a shambles. I didn't recognise the team that was on the pitch. You know, the intensity was not there. The concentration was not there. Everything we were trying, we were just failing. Um, and it's more really than anything else. Credit to Villarreal for creating that sort of atmosphere and being so hostile on and off the pitch. The fans were, you know, a credit to the club, which they have been throughout both um, ties of the fixture and yeah, I mean, it's it's all credit to Villarreal for actually keeping the tie alive because if we'd have came out like we did, if we were allowed to come out like we did in the second half, in that first half, it would have been 5-0 aggregate, game over, you know, no worries, but they kept it alive. And I think, to be honest with you, going forward, I think it will help us because I think it's a ni- nice to have that sort of scare against Villarreal because if we came out in the final against Man City or Real Madrid and we performed like that, we might not be able to bring it back. So to have that sort of scare put into them right now, I think it could be a good thing. You know, we are untouchable. We can be beat. Uh, and in that first half, we were absolutely beaten. Thankfully, in the second half, we came out and did what we usually do and uh, just steamrolled the opposition, which was, um, you know, a credit to Jurgen Klopp and, you know, the changes that he made. Luis Diaz was phenomenal. And, you know, later Jordan Henderson brought a bit of calmness to the team. It was just, it was a masterclass that second half. But yeah, we're going to try and forget that first half. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Rick, we saw two or two completely different performances. I thought from um, Naby Keita and Thiago Alcantara um, to begin with. I mean, that first half looked rather reminiscent of that um, opening forty-five minutes, as everyone remember, against Real Madrid at Madrid um, during the pandemic. Um, but completely, completely different performances come the second half from the pair. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I'll say, Keita especially. Um, you know, everyone like going into the match was like, you know, you got to get, you got to get Thiago, you got to get Kaita, you got to get Fino in that midfield. Like that is the Champions League, the the the, the midfield. That is the, probably the the best combination midfield we have. And then like straight out the blocks, uh, like you know, Kaita just looks like a, a ghost of his of his normal self, uh, shell of his normal self, and it's just like, well, uh, like the, they had on the commentary, they were saying. I don't know why they picked Kaita. They, they should have picked Henderson. Well, no, that's like literally going against what everyone was saying in the build-up to the match. You can't just throw that out there mid-match and like, you know, as if you're some sort of mystic god that can see every single possibility. It's, yeah, it, 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 Kaita was just, like I said, it, it was just a, a abysmal performance um, until that, that half-time and, yeah, Thiago as well. And then it's just as if... They went, oh, okay, we should probably start playing now. And it, it's like it, it's, someone went in at half time, changed the difficulty to easy mode, and then we just took the game from there. It was, you know, it, I mean, there's no other way of saying it. It was like a night and day polar opposite second half to the first half. No, absolutely. I mean, Pete, it's more of a negative track, and I'm asking this from a fundamentally uh, positive commentator here. But, I mean, is there anything there that sort of concerns you ahead of the Champions League final? Or is it one of those performances, you know, as Steve said, you sort of tack it down almost to that sort of very hostile atmosphere and credit to the Villarreal fans for creating that at the La Ceramica. Um, Or or do you sort of go in the mindset of, you know, we're going to be absolutely fine. It's it's sort of more of a a one-off yeah, well, I think, you know, as T said, and, and I don't want to compare him to the man, but um, Roy Hodgson said very similar there. I just saw him. He said, you know, it's good to have that in your locker now to say, you know, if we are getting beat at half-time in the Champions League final, if we are two goals down, you go, well, we did it in the last game. There's no reason you can't do it again. So, yeah, you've got that in your locker. And I think it showed teams that, you know, you can beat us if you, if you press us and get at the midfield. Because obviously, Keaton and Thiago didn't play great, but I think it was just they had no time and no options, which made it looked like they were playing even worse than they probably were and, I just, and then obviously a few passes go astray and your confidence goes down but I think you just can't keep that pressure up on us you know we, we do this this is why Klopp says this pre-seasons are so important and why we do so much work and that's why he wants to train so much is because you can't press someone like we need pressing for 90 minutes unless it's your game in and out and you know City can probably do that to us and we can do it to them but I think we've probably got the probably the better engine on us to, to get through. Well, I just think it was a really experienced performance in that second half. And, you know, Villarreal probably thought, like we thought when it was, we scored our two goals, you know, we just need to get a foothold now and it just didn't work for either side. They just, whenever anyone tried to score, it seemed like it happened. So thankfully, yeah, as I say, we've got that in our locker. We can just build off that. And yeah, there's, there's plenty of reasons to be positive when you get to a Champions League final you're going to have ups and downs and thankfully are down in the whole competition really so far only been 45 minutes and the rest has been pretty much as good as you, good as you want it to be 
No, absolutely. You know, whilst we were you know, previously on the topic of the likes of Kaita and Tiago Alcantara in particular, we'll get to the pair of them shortly when we're discussing who who have been sort of Liverpool's standout performers and arguably the standout performer the second half of the season. But I believe, Rick, it is time for the peak quiz. We made, him an in, we made him an intro. <laughs> so for those who aren't aware, this is a quiz that has been created by Peter Kenny Jones. Uh, Pete, would you like to do the honours uh, for our guest, Ben, here? Yes. First of all, thank you very much, Rick. I really appreciate that. Right. Um, so yeah, welcome, everyone. This is the Pete Quiz. I'm sure you're all happy for its, its third edition. Uh, we're going to carry off the theme of the last time, which is we're going to name two teams. So seeing as the fact we just beat Villarreal in a Champions League semi-final away leg, Liverpool have now qualified for their 10th European Cup or Champions League final. Five of them, the second legs were played at Anfield and five of them were played away from home. So I've gone for the away legs of the five of the previous four times. Obviously, I won't put Villarreal in because you'll know the team that we've reached the final. So basically, I'll give you the year. You've just got to pick the years between 1981, 1984, 1985, and 2018. Pick any of those years, and then you've just got to name the, the lineup from that team. So if you name a Liverpool player, you get one point. If you name a player from the other side, you get two points. It's not as hard as it sounds, and once you get going, you're fine, because obviously those Steve wasn't here last week. But I'll put you in teams of two. So, Rick, I know it's your, uh, your last ever time. So would you like first pick of who to go for, or do you want to pick the year? Uh, pick the year. So, so wait. So I can go from which 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 year? Sorry. So you've got. I'll say it again. So it is nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five, or two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Let's just. Right. So, Farrell, as you were the, the golden duck last time, you want to pick your teammate? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll go with Ben. We'll go with Ben. Right, so Ben and Farrell. Yeah. Which is, um, is probably, I mean, best, best of luck, Ben, because last time we did this, it didn't very really go very well for me. Um, Rick and State. So uh, go on again, Rick, as it's your last go. You can go first. So you can, if you want to confer, you can do it. It might help the other team or you can take an intern. So it's up to you and State. You're on a team together. You've got two lives. You've just got to name a player. So the game was... The 2nd of May, 2018, Liverpool played Roma. Obviously, Roma at home, Stadio Olimpico. The game finished 4-2 to Roma. Obviously, Liverpool went through an aggregate. So, Rick, stay over to you. Pick a player to play for either side. And you can also pick the managers as well. One point for Liverpool, two points for Roma. I mean, let's just let's just start easy. Salah. Mo Salah is correct. One point. And you still have two lives remaining. Over to Farrell and Ben. Um, I mean, do you want to go or? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what. You, you, you can have the first shot. You can have the first shot. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure Ed and Jacko played that game, so I'm going to go for Jacko. Go for an opponent. Ed and Jacko is correct. Two points into the Ooh, lead. Farrell lasted the whole last time. I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to piggyback the living hell out of this. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> right, um, Rick and State. And just a reminder as well: if you name a sub, you don't get a point, but you don't lose a life, and you can also name the managers as well. Hmm. Um, Virgil van Dijk Virgil van Dijk is correct one point to reckon stay over the final and Ben um, should we have Dehan Lovren oh, correct one point back over yeah. 
now Steve, so I'm going to say a name. I can't remember if it was, if they were out for, okay, so the person that I'm thinking of, I'm not going to say it out loud just in case, but no, I might as well just say it out loud. Was Ox injured for that in that leg or the previous leg? I can't remember which one it was. Uh, um, I think it was the previous leg that he was injured for. I think he was back for that one. No, it, no, because it was a serious injury, wasn't it? So it was, he wasn't back straight away. Was it? Other way around. Sorry, other way around. I'm not sure. Push, yeah. Oh, I'll let me go for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Let's uh, Andy Robertson. Correct, Andy Robertson. So you've got three Olive Pools back four. Mo Salah and Edin Dzeko for Roma so far. Right. Favreau and Ben. Um, let's go with Genie Ronaldo. I'm pretty sure he scored that game. So Genie Wijnaldum played and did score on the 25th minute. All the stats on board here. That was one of his first away goals. Was it? it was, I think it was possibly his first one. I know watching the highlights yeah. back here. Yeah, so not a bad one to get. Not a bad one to score in. So it scored four today. Ben um, Faust on the lead. Edin Dzeko's helping them out. I'm gonna say. I- I'm pretty confident he played. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Pellegrini. Lorenzo Pellegrini for Roma. Great answer. Oh, stay. From the there start. Puts them in Apologies the lead. for the Ox situation, but I've, you know what I mean? It's all right. It's all right. You've, you've, you've redeemed you yourself. For it, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to take a risk here. Um, oh, I'm brilliant. <laughs> um, did, did, oh, I'm, I'm, You've both still got two lives remaining. Uh, is that a game uh, Stephen El Shirah are we playing I'm not sure I've butchered that name but uh, I think you might be right I, I kind of think he was playing yeah final answer let's go for it correct two oh. points brilliant answer <laughs> see I'm going to need your Serie A knowledge come on got three <laughs> Roma players gone and one two three four five Liverpool players gone Steve this is your moment to remaining. shine here yeah, I don't remember that Roma team all that well. <laughs> I was very drunk for this match, so I do not remember an awful lot. I probably was, but that's no excuse for me. <laughs> uh, do you want to take this or wait? So we've had uh, love. So from and... Roma, you've got Pellegrini, Jacko, and El Sharawi, and for Liverpool, you've got Van Dijk, Lovren, Robertson, Wijnaldum, and Salah. Still manages uh, to go for. You haven't named a sub, and you haven't got a wrong answer yet. I'm on the right. Man, I said already left. Should we just play it easy? Yeah, Trent. Yeah, <laughs> Trent Alexander Arnold is correct. Six all. Couldn't be more tense. Uh, Over to Farrell and Ben. Right, um, I'm going to take a risk here. I don't know if Costas Manolas was playing, but I know he scored in the leg before against Barcelona. So he must have been involved, surely, unless he was injured. Oh, I, I don't know. Go for it, ben. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. Costas Manolas was not on the bench, but he was starting. Correct. Oh. <laughs> that is eight to Ben and Farrell, six to Nick and Stay. You need a Roma to stay level. All right. You're going to pull the Roman name out of, the, out of your ass, mate, because I'm not. That's not coming from me. I'm going to say Zaniolo. Zaniolo. 
was not starting, nor was he on the bench. You've lost uh, a life. Oh, yeah. one life remaining. <laughs> Sorry, I'm over to Ben and Farrell. You are winning eight six, and you've got a life in hand on them. Two lives remaining. Just go with an easy one here, really. Um, Andy Robertson. He's already been said. I don't think this is Beg your pardon. Waters. Beg your pardon. Beg your pardon. I'm not going to let that um, go again. <laughs> that's your last warning. Oh, jeez. I say, I say, yes now. If, if you want to go for something easy, I'd say go for probably Mane because sure, surely he was playing. Yeah, we'll have to go Mane. What are you on for? We'll, we'll, we'll lock that Mane. answer in. Locked in. Connect. Sadio Mane did start. So just to recap, Liverpool, you've got Van Dijk, Lovren, Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Gilly Wijnaldum, Salah and Mane. For Roma, you've said Manolas, Pellegrini, Zeko and El Sharawi. Mm. One life remaining, Rick and Steve. Could go easy. Three points behind. Uh... Wait. 2018. The date was so Wednesday, was... the 2nd of May, 2018. Inside the Stadio Olympico, the referee was Slovenian, and there were 61,889 people in attendance. Well, now you've said that, that makes it so much clearer <laughs> of every answer. The um, score at half-time was 2-1. Yeah. Was... Uh, Aggregate score, that was, that was a, That was Carius, wasn't it? Carius was in there for that season. Yeah. Yeah, Carius. Loris Carriers is correct. Staying in the game. Seven to survive. Am I, am I just, my brain is just melting right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. Then, Farrell. Uh, uh, right. Uh, since you mentioned Carriers, uh, I'm going to name the Roma goalkeeper. Oh. Alison Becker. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. Alison Becker. Two points. Starting goal for Roma, of course. Fantastic answer. Well done, Ben. That's 11 7. Just handed it to one him. One life remaining and written This is going a lot better than the last time, I have to say. It's just... <laughs> one, two, three. Four, we have to five, deduct five, a point for that Robertson shot, surely. <laughs> Come on. There's still 11 people left, left to guess, so you never know. We've got two managers, and, quite a, and there's quite a few household names in the Roma team, I would say as well. <sighs> um... You're missing someone who scored. Twice on the evening, and someone who scored an own goal. An own goal. Ah, Manolas's partner in crime. I've forgotten his name as well. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could go with Liverpool's team here, yeah, really, couldn't I? We've named two of the three forwards, haven't we? Yeah. You've got Salah and Mane. Yeah, I. I feel confident that it was Roberto Firmino as well. That is a correct answer. Thank God for that. Eight points. Back over to Ben and Farrell's 11. Still got two lives remaining. Just remind me who we've had from the Liverpool end. The bit so you've got name. Carius, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk, Lovren, Robbo. You've got Charlotte, Mane, Firmino up front, and you've already named Julie Wijnaldum in the middle. I, mean, I think I know who scored the own goal. I mean, I I will, think... I'll defer to you here. It was wasn't it? Did it bounce off of James Milner's head or something? Like Lovren kicked it at Milner, and that's how like the game started. Final answer. Yeah, I'll go for Milner. Will, yeah. James Milner is correct, and he did also score the own goal. 
Fantastic knowledge. Oof. It was in the 15th minute after Mane opened there, the score and in the 9th minute. No only, extra points. Uh, that's worth an extra point only if you deduct a point for the Robertson one. I'm not letting <laughs> that go. <laughs> so you've got one Liverpool player left, the manager of Liverpool, the manager of Roma, and one, two, three, four, five, six Roma players left. The See, score is 12-8. I mean, there's an easy one right there on the table that we could just sort of get right now but then I, I i've been burnt already by suggesting one player and then them going for the opposition so i don't want to do that exact same thing again I, i'm mm. <sighs> we'll have to push you oh, it was about a second <laughs> should we just go for the tap in yeah uh clop Jürgen Klopp is correct. He was the manager of Liverpool at the time. Nine points. You've yet to name any substitutions. Other than subs, sorry, from either team. So that you've still got a lot of uh, banana skins, you could say. But you've got one Liverpool player left, Roma manager, and one, two, three, four, five, six Roma players. Shall we name the Liverpool player that's left? Yeah, I mean... It's has to be the game. captain. Yeah, it's got to be Hender, hasn't it? I'll answer. Go on, yeah. Henderson, yeah. We'll look at John Henderson is correct. That's the full of pool team done. So you'd be stupid to name another Liverpool player. This is 13-9, and now this is where it gets serious. One life left intense. I reckon stay. Two left uh, for Ben and Farrell. Right. I think playing for Roma was Mkhitaryan. How confident are you? Confident enough to lock it in? Confident enough to say that he was on the bench if he didn't start. So I'll, I'll go with Henrik Mkhitaryan. Henrik Mkhitaryan did not start, nor was he on the bench. Uh, you are out. Oh. <laughs> Fell at the first hurdle. Nightmare. So I can tell you the Roma team was Alison Becker, and then, forgive me, I am not Italian, as you may have guessed, Alessandro Florenzi, Kostas Manolas, Federico Fazio, Alexander Kolarov, could have got him. Lorenzo Pellegrini, and then another one, Daniel De Rossi, Raja Golan, Patrick Schick, Edin Dzeko, and Stefan El Sharawi. And the manager was Eusebio Di Francesco. Right. So the winners this week are well done, Farrell. Uh, and well done, Ben. First time in the quiz, you got um, uh, you have 13 points. Rick and Steve got nine points. And uh, that has commenced Peter Quiz. Thank you for playing, and I will see you all next week. Roll titles. And we're, I think for one more. It's the point. It had to be done. It, it is had the to point. Be done. It's just, it's the little pouting point. <laughs> but now back, back, of course, to mainly just Liverpool. Um, I mean, the first half of the season, uh, Ben, we, you know, it was pretty obvious sort of who Liverpool's sort of leading sort of talent had been, you know, Mo Salah had been sort of lighting up the pitch, you know, his numbers were, um, and still are absolutely insane. Um, Though you'd argue, of course, he hasn't exactly hit the same dizzying heights um, in the second half of the campaign. You know, players like Thiago Alcantara have stood out, uh, Luis Diaz since signing from FC Porto. I, I mean, in your opinion, having watched, you know, the second half of the campaign, who, who has been, the standouts and your leading standout? <laughs> That's really tough because I feel like every Liverpool player has really stepped it up in the second half. Even Van Dijk, Trent, 
Alisson has been brilliant. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Thiago and Diaz. But I think if I'm going on for someone who's made like just pure impact since arriving, it has to be Luis Diaz. I think if we're looking at whether Liverpool would have got to this stage without him, I I, I don't know if Liverpool would be uh, talking about a quadruple had he not come in, had Tottenham not made that infamous offer for Porto in January. And, and I think for that reason, I'd have to go with Diaz. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, it's hard to disagree with that, isn't it, Pete? I mean, I mean, I know we're coming right off the back of, of that Champions League semi-final tie, um, where you know, almost single-handedly uh, changed the game around. You know, would you offer a differing opinion? I like to be different, um, but I thought, yeah, obviously Diaz has been great, and you know, I think he's done more than anyone expected. Though I didn't think he'd play anywhere near as much as he has done. But I think probably our best bit's been our defence. Really, I think from from the turnaround, I just think we made, we become a lot more solid. Glenn. it's still hard to pick any one of them because they're all like they're a unit, aren't they? Isn't just one. I think you know maybe we can pick two. I was just really impressed last night with with Trent. I think he's just he's answered every attack and question that's come his way this this side of the year, and he just looks so experienced now. You know. He's, so easy to forget it's just, you know he's 23 years old he's on course to break Ian Callaghan's record if he keeps his appearances and fitness up and you know he could easily be the captain could easily be there for the next 10 12 15 years if he follows whatever Milner's doing and uh, yeah I just think he's been phenomenal but I do also want to mention Alison Becker because I just think you know his his one-on-ones are just stupid how good he is at them you know you this was such a good so good at the back that when Van Dyke's got two on one you still feel confident. But even now when they're through on goal, you still think oh, we've got a chance here because Allison just seems to save everything as well. And you know, last night I think Villarreal was saying it was a pen, but you know, he definitely got to the ball first and he just does that so well. You know, he looks like he's gone down and then seems to like stretch Armstrong and just get his arms across. And I just think yeah, the whole defence really did ever mention. I'll probably say Trent, but just ahead of, of Allison, I just you know, you can't not then mention Van Dyke, Matip, Canata, hey Robbo, but I think yeah, I'll give it to Trent, but I think the defence has been what what's maybe it was that edge since since January. I mean you've both mentioned plenty of names there that have been absolutely you know, tremendous. You know, Ibrahim Kanata has been an absolute breath of fresh air, you know, in the back line. You know, it, it says a great deal that's taken Jean Matic to keep him largely out of um, the back four, you know, barring in sort of the latter stages of the Champions League. Uh, I mean, Rick, is it more of an obvious target for you? You know, your Thiago's, your Luis Diaz, or is it, are you, are you thinking sort of along a similar line where you think there's actually been quite, you know, one or two players in the Liverpool squad who just don't get their praises sung enough? I mean, if we're talking about people who don't get their praises sung enough, I mean, I feel like amongst fans, Mane is still being outshone by Salah, despite the fact that like Salah is not fallen off a cliff, but he's still sort of he is is not hit the same heights as he did at the start of the season and in previous seasons. Despite the fact that he's still leading goal scorer and leading assists in the Premier League, it, it still feels like Mane is like this second like thoughts for most fans when when really he shouldn't be and the fact that he's like you know amongst other people he's being considered as uh, a contender for the Ballon d'Or um, and I know that's more to do with the fact that like he's he's uh, won the AFCON and he's you know it looks like we could if we do the quadruple then it's like hard to deny that someone who's been in that many winning teams um, it, it should be 
up there. But I mean, like his since coming back from Afcon. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's been our, our player of the second half of the season. I'd say probably Diaz for the impact that he's made since he's come in. But it's hard to it's hard to say that uh, Mane isn't one of those players that you we should really sort of be giving a pat on the back and and you know solid work there. No, absolutely. I, I mean, Steve, I have to come to you here. You know, along the same sort of lines, or are you going to throw out a, a surprise name at us all? No, um, all the players I've thought of have been mentioned. Um, Allison and Mane were the ones that really stood out to me. You know, you can't you can't uh, discredit Luis Diaz. Of course, he's had an incredible impact. Um, but Allison, like Pete said, he's been impeccable at the back. And you know, you talk about Liverpool's defence, and you always talk about Virgil Van Dijk and the impact that he has. But Allison makes these crucial saves game after game. And, you know, Verge likes to talk about clean sheets, which absolutely he plays a huge role in that, as does all the other defenders. But without Alison Becker, these things simply don't happen. Uh, Sadio Mane, um, like Rick's mentioned, you know, people are talking about him potentially going for the Ballon d'Or, which I think, you know, he's, he's definitely in the conversation of being the best footballer in the world. Um, but that, you could say that for a handful of our players. Uh, Mohamed Salah puts in these kind of performances as well. But yeah, second half of the season, I think it's between uh, Alisson and, and Sadio Mane. Uh, but Luis Diaz definitely gets a mention from me. Um, I, th- I certainly think he'd be some people's picks as well. And uh, legitimately so. He's been, like you said, a breath of fresh air. No, we just had a comment come there through from uh, Darren O'Connor. What a team we're watching. What a time uh, to be alive, fighting for a potential slice of history with a quadruple. We've got two more finals to look forward to. You know, the Premier League title race is ultimately not uh, going to be decided by us unless you know, Man City do drop points between now and the end of the season, which is um, perhaps improbable but not impossible. Um, one significant obstacle that's going to lie in our way is, of course, Tottenham Hotspur, who are themselves seeking um, a little bit of glory themselves uh, in the form of Champions League qualification. Uh, ben, is this our biggest potential banana skin uh, between now and the end of the season, as far as the league is concerned? Yeah, from I think from now on until the end of the season, I think this this is going to be Liverpool's biggest challenge. I actually always saw the Villarreal game as Liverpool's biggest challenge for the quadruple this away tie. I I know even after the two 0 Liverpool were feeling confident, but I just felt like the atmosphere and and, and everything else, you know, with, with Villarreal having nothing to lose, that's going to be a huge challenge for Liverpool to overcome. And I was very impressed in the end in the second half how Liverpool managed to pull through that tie, but. This, I think Tottenham play in a way that can hurt um, Liverpool in many ways, like Conte's tactics, the way they're counter-attacking. It's, I think it's going to be a very similar challenge to Villarreal. And uh, I have some sort of premonitions about, you know, Tottenham trying to do a Mourinho-esque game of, you know, from the 2013-14 season. But at the same time, with Tottenham needing to win, I think they're they're not going to be they're not going to sit back as much because there there is an incentive for them to get the top four and with them and Arsenal both needing to win, I think there's still enough spaces for there will be enough spaces for Liverpool to exploit and, and attack Tottenham and if we're looking back at that two-all draw at White Hart Lane where Liverpool were the better side. I think they were very unfortunate to not get some of the decisions in that game. 
obviously with Tyler Morton was making his debut as well. This is going to be a much stronger Liverpool team that is out there. And I think Liverpool still have enough to, to get the job done. I mean, Steve, do you reckon, as Ben said there, you know, I mean, they're two points behind Arsenal in fourth. And with four league games remaining, they can't really afford to drop any more points. Is that going to play into Liverpool's hands, do you reckon? I think it's possible, but I mean, Antonio Conte Spurs is quite a different beast from what we saw um, certainly earlier in the season. So, you know, they are going to be a difficult challenge, like Ben said. You know, they're, they're pro- it's probably now the biggest game that we've got in terms of um, challenges, um, other than obviously the finals. Um, yeah, it's going to be quite the task. There's a couple of ways that I think Conte Spurs could set up. I mean, you've got. The idea that they could come out and, like Ben said, that sort of Mourinho, you know, holding back, sort of holding and trying to just smash and grab. Uh, certainly a lot of teams come to Anfield and try and do that kind of approach. Uh, but with Spurs simply needing the points, they'll have watched the first half of us against Villarreal and they'll think, you know what, there's an opportunity there that we could sort of get them early on in the game and then just hold our own because... There might be a belief among Spurs that they're a better team than Villarreal. I leave that up to other people to decide. But, I mean, you know, certainly on paper, you might back Spurs to be the better side. But maybe that's more to do with the attacking prowess that they've got up top. And that's something that we need to be really wary of. Um, we've shown that we can we can de- de- definitely concede this season. But, you know, I'm not too worried going into it. I feel like it will, like you say, play into our hands a little bit in that Spurs need to get points and I think they'll come out and think right Liverpool are going to score we're going to need to score they'll attack us and because they attack us simply our counter-attack and our press will just be too much for them and I can see quite a big I think I think the game will be won in the first half uh, I don't know if that's going to be for Liverpool or Spurs but I think the first half will be major and the second half will be a toned down version the flip side of what we've seen um, at VRL. but um I'm not too worried, but Spurs will be uh, our biggest task in the Premier League until now and to the end of the season. Would you agree with that, Rick? I mean, we've got Aston Villa as well on the horizon. And last time out, they proved tricky, tricky competition for us. Um, but do you view this as sort of being the major sort of stumbling block? I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's it's the, They're all difficult games now. We're getting to that point in the season where it's all about trying to stay as fit as possible trying to make sure that you you know you can actually get through these because we've just added another fixture to the list and you know so players uh, it's it, yes we have this whole thing of we do one game at a time uh we don't look at anything beyond that but i mean it's we've just got to a champions league final like it's hard to try and put that to the back of your head and just go right okay well we've got to get through spurs we've got to get through villa so yeah it's it's a difficult game. Uh, I, I think I'm just parroting what everyone else is saying. Really, um, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult game. We've we've, we've got to get through it, and uh, yeah, it, it's the, the issue is that Kane and Son are just some of the some of the best players, uh, best like you know forwards in the league right now, uh, besides our own. So you know, trying keeping trying to keep them quiet whilst also you know making the most of any opportunity we get is is i mean it's not something that i'd i'd, I'd put it past us but i mean we, it's 
yeah, like I said, we've we've had that many fixtures now compared to Spurs who, you know, they they dropped out of Europe fairly early on in the grand scheme of things. Um, They've, you know, they haven't, if I'm memory serves well, I haven't really done that well in the in the cups. So you know, it's it's that they're going to be a lot fresher and they've had more time under Conte to sort of work things through you know, from a training perspective to get like you know, it's it's still they're still sort of getting to grips with with his style of play, but at the same time, they're, they're now getting to that stage where they're getting results. It's yeah, it's a difficult one. That's all I can say, really. I mean, when we're talking about difficulty and I mean, Pete, I'm going to come to you because you're often sort of a, a well of positivity that we can all sort of lean in, in, into. Um, I mean, what are you sort of expecting uh, to come from, from this game? Do you reckon it would be as sort of closely contested um, as, as when we went to London or would it be a bit more sort of leaning in our favour? Well, I think, you know, as Ben said, that, that was a totally different game on it. We had Tyler Morton playing and it was COVID times and it was all a bit mad, wasn't it? And I think, you know, we were we were happy with the draw after after that one. But I just think you know, this is the first game since we've qualified for the Champions League final, first game since Klopp has signed his new contract at Anfield, 7.45 on a Saturday night. So if you want to pick a time to play, as everyone's saying, possibly the hardest game that's left and... Let, let's do it then it's going to be absolutely bouncing Anfield and we saw you know everyone's saying Villarreal we, we've got an easy way to the to the final of the Champions League you know we're, we're Liverpool with, with Anfield behind us and there's not a team in the world who wants to play us at the moment and we couldn't be more up for it so I just feel like you know we, we're going to be absolutely flying at them it's going to be like we did against City like we did you know in that mad week where we played United and Everton we were just throwing everything forward I reckon it's just going to be let's try and kill the game as early as we can you know We've got the, the physicality and we've got the fitness to do it for a full 90 minutes. If they want to try and chase us down, I don't think they'll be able to do it. If they want to sit in, I think we should be able to break them down. You know, we, we've proved it all year round. Why would it change now? Let's go and score three, four in the first half and you can imagine the atmosphere there. I'm sure there'll be a Paris song going. The Klopp song will be flying. And yeah, everyone will be straight into town at 10 o'clock, won't they? And what a weekend. Off we go. Can I just say, I mean, like this whole, uh, this whole sort of like we've had the easiest route to the Champions League final. Can you like everyone seems to have forgotten that like the group we were in was dubbed the group of death, and it's just because we just absolutely walked all over everyone that everyone's just gone. Oh well, that was an easy group then, I guess. Like it's just like I, I, it's mad how we've, the narrative has suddenly switched because it was the same thing with Villarreal. It was the same yeah. thing with Villarreal. Remember, after the game, everyone's going, well, Villarreal are a bit rubbish, aren't they? And then, you know, you get the first half where they, they absolutely steamroll us and, you know, you've got the fans in the stadium going, we can do this, we can do this. You know, two all on, on aggregate and it's looking like a, another European upset. You know, I, I think it's it's a weird phenomenon as far as Liverpool are concerned. It's, where It's the power yeah, of the 12th man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those. One of those. I mean, I mean, Pete, you've already hinted at your potential score line prediction uh, against Tottenham. What what are we saying here? Four, five? Yeah, let, let, let's say six. Hey, why not? That's <laughs> second last one game of the season. Why not? Let's have, let's have six. How nice would that be? Four nil last time. We make we make all the subs and then Arigi last goal, sixth goal. We'll go home happy. 
Bosh. I mean, you know, it's one of those. And between now and the end of the season, we could theoretically have a situation uh, where we're equal on points with Manchester City and it all goes down to goal difference. So an extra six goals in the bag would be highly appreciated. <laughs> um, ben, I, I don't know how you feel. Uh, some of our guests um, really don't like doing score predictions. Some of them are all game for it. Where, where do you stand? I don't mind. I mean, I'll probably get them wrong, but <laughs> I'll take I'll have a go. Um, I think I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. I think Tottenham will get one because Kane and Son are quite a threat going forward. But I think Liverpool should get a few. It's at, it's Anfield. The atmosphere is going to be, I think, buzzing. Like, it, you know, we've just got to a Champions League final. So you'd expect the atmosphere to be pretty high uh, for what is probably the biggest game on paper as well. So I think Liverpool will have three goals in them at least three goals okay I mean Steve how about you I was going to say 3-1 but (laughs) I'll change it with a bit more optimism I'll I'll go with 4-1 I think it's inevitable Spurs get a goal you know they're, they're an unbelievable team attacking wise and it's going to be difficult to shut them out. But if, I mean, if anyone can, it is us. So, I mean, hopefully we do keep that clean sheet. It'd be great for Alisson to add to his already impressive tally. You know, the tally that also includes the centre-halves at the club as well, the defenders on the whole. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, the, the, there's a possibility that, because mind games, uh, the, the mental side of football, it isn't really talked about too much. I think Spurs might be a little bit of like a seed in the back of their head, thinking about Liverpool getting to another Champions League final when they were obviously just quite simply professionally beat by us the last time they they found themselves there. So that could be a little bit of an element there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to fancy Liverpool to get a four on the night, you know, the power of Anfield and all that. Um, but yeah, I think I think Spurs will, will manage to snatch one with the quality they put up front. Uh, Rick, we're we're steadily running out of viable score lines here. Where where, where are you going to go? Oh, oh, lost some. Never buy wireless headphones. My headphone battery just died. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, so my my trademark uh, pessimism is is going to come in to to counter Pete's optimism. Uh, so I I don't think it's going to be that it, the, the score line is going to be that great. Um, I, I think it's going to be a very nervy, cagey affair, and I think we, we're going to need the whole of Anfield really bouncing for this uh, to help push it over the line. I, I have a feeling it's going to be very similar to like the, um, I mean, yeah, the Newcastle game was, you know, you look at the stats and it was, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be something that's closer to two one. Um, uh, like everyone said, like Kane and Son, like I, I think Son will get a goal. Okay, uh, you know it could be Kane, but I, I just got feeling his Son will get that, get the goal. And it just depends on when that is in the game. It could be that um, if it's early on, then you know we've got a we've got an uphill battle. But I, yeah, I, we should be seeing these off quite easily. It's just I don't think that the score line is going to be as grandiose as everyone is predicting. That just two one just seems like a comfortable, you know. It's like I said, it's it's a half five kickoff. You know, get out of the pub after after a few hours of watching everything else. You know, have a few bevies, have a bit of a sing song. Just, you know, get Anfield rocking because we're going to need it. Absolutely. I mean, I was personally leaning more on the side of of optimism. Um, Sadly, the 3-1 scoreline has been taken. So I'll go cleanly between you all and I'm going to go for a 4-2 
finish. Uh, well, I mean, that's been all from us today. We've looked at Vidoral, we've looked at Liverpool's best player the second half of the season, and we've looked at the upcoming clash against Tottenham. Four league games to go, a point between us and league leaders Manchester City, but two more finals secured after we've won the Carabao Cup. Plenty to play for Liverpool. Uh, thank you very much to Rick, Pete and Steve, and our special guest, Ben, for joining us today. Ben, if you just want to share um, a little bit about yourself here, any exciting projects coming up? Uh, I'm a writer for Liverpool.com, so yeah, just not any nothing, anything exciting. But yeah, I'm I'm always writing, and covering, um, talking about Liverpool on my Twitter. So if you just want to follow me at Ben Bocak, uh, B-O-C-S-A-K, you can find me on Twitter and read my articles. Lovely stuff. Thank you again uh, for popping on. Uh, we have been the Empire of the Cop podcast. Take care.